I still gotta get used to that lady speaking. <laughs> okay, so let me know when everybody ready. Together. Let me, let me know my phone. I'm ready. Okay, five, four, three, two. Wait, is it recording? Okay, <laughs> five, four, three. Oh, I got put it for What's popping, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It, the podcast where knowledge equals power. Yes, I am back with another episode because your girl loves consistency. And here today, I have a very special and good episode. And before I even get to the topic, I want to make a disclaimer: this episode is for mature audiences only because we are be we're going to be talking about a lot of like stuff that you don't you don't talk to on a daily basis basis it's not something that you talk like on social media but we're the ones who's gonna do it we're gonna start this so um before i get into the topic i want to introduce my two guests today one you guys already met nada say what's up to the podcast again hi guys it's nada i'm back and we have a new special guest here kevin kevin say what's up to the podcast hey guys my name is kevin from church john 316 that's a code name for a church. And um, on this episode today, we're going to be talking about sex, porn, and lust, the big three, and like how it affects us because we're all teenagers slash young adults. So I feel like this is an important topic that we need to talk about, especially within um, our community, the Christian community, because we want to make sure that there are like your voice can be heard and you feel like you could talk to um, talk to people about this. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. <laughs> so before i even get to the topics of sex point and lust i would like kevin to talk about like his journey with um christ and how he got into you know meeting our god and how his journey with them started because not everybody has the same journey so kevin whenever you're ready um well actually uh i was actually brought up in the church i was brought up from a child in, in the church and you know with my parents i God helped me and then I ended up, yeah, was always in the church. Okay, so he started off in the church. And when you got like older, you know, especially like when within your teenage years, because you did tell me you're 20. So between the ages of like, let's say 13 to 18, like how was that stage of your life? You know, that teenage years where we all rebel and we all go through that phase? Uh, well, Actually, um, well, I don't know. I always served God. I always had this desire to want to serve God, but it didn't. They didn't actually like snap until I was about eighteen. When I was eighteen, that's when I started to get myself more involved in Christ and actually devoting my whole entire life to God. That's cool. That's dope. And um, Nada, I do. Do you want to speak, like, talk about now about how your journey with Christ went and how it is now to this day? Um, like I said in the last episode, if you haven't already like heard it, you should. But I'm like kind of like a beginning to this. I just learned what like the gospel gospel is around last year, but around like two months ago, that's when I, like I actually, actually, actually devoted my life to Christ and devoted to picking up my cross daily. So I'm still learning and I'm still knowing what it feels knowing what it feels like to know his presence and who he is so i'm still like in the beginner's phase if you could say it and like kevin i was born in a church i was brought up in the church so like all my life it was been surrounded by god but until like maybe 2020 i actually started to like really think like am i living a life that's christ-like until this day i ask myself that question every single day 
So um, that's why I started a podcast because I'm, I'm one person that's always for like transparency. So like there's stuff that will be said in this podcast that they will say that probably will something I need to work on and probably vice versa with all of us, which is like the whole point of this episode. So the first thing I want to get into is like sex, you know, in our day and age, there's something like call like, you know, we have hookup culture where you just meet somebody and you have a one night stand or it's somebody, it's somebody who slid into your DMs and you ended up in the bed with each other. And we see all these things happen, especially with like the age of kids, like losing their virginity is getting younger and younger before it'd be the common age of like maybe 16 would be, you know, that age range. Now you're having kids who are fresh out of like middle school who already said I already lost my virginity. So I wanted to like talk to you guys. Um, I'll start with Kevin first about how has sex affected our generation? Um, you said you saw with me? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, before we even talk about sex or anything, we got to see what God thinks about sex, what he thinks about all of this. Because sex isn't a sin. Sex is actually a beautiful thing. But that's when you're in marriage. But anything but outside of marriage, that's when it becomes a sin. So if we go to Exodus chapter 20, verse 14, which was the Ten Commandments. It says, thou shalt not commit adultery. We read the book in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thou shalt not commit adultery. So here it's telling us to not commit adultery. But there's a difference between adultery and fornication. Because a lot of people say fornication and adultery. But there's actually a big difference between adultery and fornication. Adultery is voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person and a person who is not his or her wife. So, for example, let's say I was married to a girl and I have sex with another girl that I'm not married to. That's called adultery. I've committed adultery because that's not my wife. That's not that's not who I'm supposed to be with. I have my wife. She's the one I'm supposed to have sex with, not the other one. So then in Matthew chapter five, verses 27 to 32. So Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 to 32, it talks about adultery. Because you have seen in the, in the Ten Commandments, it says, thou shalt not commit adultery. But here Jesus himself, which was God in the flesh, starts talking about adu adultery and starts to get more more in, 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 more deeper to, to, to what it is that adultery, the sin of adultery is. So in Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 to 32. It says, ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, Cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. It hath been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, 
causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. So here it is saying that, that, that mind your thoughts, basically, is saying, because here God, Jesus set the, set the, set the, set the bar high for God's standards, because our moral standards is here. God's moral standards is up here. So here Jesus is saying that it's not just about me sleeping with another person. It's about what I think as well. When, when it says you have been, you have heard that it, it is said about old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say, if you even look at a woman with lust, you have committed adultery inside your heart. It, it says that in 27 and 28, it says um, you have lusted after her already in your heart. This is showing that God's standards is up here and our standards is here. That just looking at a girl, just, you know, when a girl walks by and you turn around to see whatever's behind in the trunk, you have already committed adultery in your heart. You've already sinned in the eyes of God because God's moral standards is up here. But then it also says that, which is a whole different topic, but if you even leave your wife for the cause of fornication, you've committed adultery. But here also says what I just said about looking at a girl from behind, that if your eye offends, offends you, offends God, it's better for you to pluck it out than for your whole body to go to hell. That was a spiritual, um, spiritual metaphor that Jesus was given that if we offend him to come to him in repentance right away, because it is better for us to get rid of anything that is harming our relationship with God than for our whole body to go to hell. So here Jesus set the bar high of what God's standard is. And he says that if you see here, it says that if you put away your wife for the cause of fornication, which is different. Remember, I said there's a difference between adultery and fornication. Those are two different things. So what is fornication? Fornication well, before we go to fornication, we're going to go to fornication in a little bit. Before we go to that, let's go to Mark chapter 7, verse 21. Mark chapter 7, verse 21. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceeded evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication. See, this talks about fornication again. Murders, theft, covetous wickedness. Deceitful, lascivishness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil, all these evil things come from within and defile a man. So we talked about adultery, that's cheating on your wife with another woman. But then Jesus set the bar high by saying that adultery was not just cheating on her, but even thinking about it, even, even having sexual immoralities with another girl that's not your wife is already a sin. But then here it talks about fornication. What is fornication? Fornication is sexual intercourse between people that aren't married. So this is where us as teenagers, as us as young adults, struggle with a lot, fornication. Because we're not married, we can't commit adultery. But here we talk about, here it's talking about fornication, which is having sex with somebody that's not, that's not um, your, your spouse that you're not married to. It's not even if she's your girlfriend for a couple of months, a couple of years. It's about if she's your wife, then you can have sex with her. But here um, it talks about sexual thoughts. It says from within that these, these sexual, it says that um, to mind your thoughts and don't let these things be in your heart, which it says in the chat, in the verses that we just read, to not let those things be in our heart. And to mind our thoughts, because whatever comes from within is what defiles a man. 
that's what it says here in the Bible, that things that come from within defile a man. Because I could be saying, uh, like Jesus said, you have heard that it, um, um, an eye for an eye, but if you even hate, hate somebody, you've committed murder in your heart. So that, that, that just shows that the things that are within us is what defiles a man. Not, 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 not just what we do, also what we think. And that's where the enemy attacks us the most with sexual evil thoughts that are constantly in our mind and stuff. So now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 to 20. First Corinthians chapter six, verses 18 to 20. Here it says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What, know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? And ye are not your own, for ye are brought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. See here, God is here. here it is telling us that, that our, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And it says that we are of our own. Once we, Jesus already paid the price for us. We belong to Jesus now. The minute we accepted him into our heart, we belong to Jesus. We are made his child. We are made his children. So he is saying that we aren't our own, but we are Jesus. He's our father. And to glorify him with everything that we do. But now, since here it is saying that we're the temple of God, and a lot of us always have sexual immoralities and sexual things that always come in our minds, and sometimes we even mess up and just have sex, period. So now, it's hard to not have sexual desires, thoughts, and temptations. The, the, the Bible even says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's why when we get around a girl that, that we find attractive or like we see with a big butt, we tend to want to look at it because our spirit tells us no, but the flesh are, oh, is weak. The flesh, can, the flesh is weak. It, it wants to do that. It wants to do everything that is against God. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus said that. So now we're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Because I try and I try, but these sexual immoralities, these thoughts keep coming into my head. What do I do? The thoughts, probably the person just keeps popping up. That one person that keeps popping up that I always, let's say, have sex with. I always do this and that with. The, the temptations, the thoughts. When I'm in the bathroom, the thoughts just keep popping up. Like, you should touch yourself. You should touch yourself. So I'm in trouble because I, I'm not... I, I'm not right with God because of these thoughts and these temptations, all these things that I do, I'm in trouble. So what is a way that I, I, I can leave these thoughts because I want to save myself for God. I want not to sin against God. I want to make it to the kingdom of heaven. But every time these thoughts and temptations keep coming, I'm in trouble. I don't know what to do. What does James chapter four say? James chapter four, verse seven. It says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. See, here it says that if we submit ourselves to God, if we submit to the word, to the Bible, if we submit to the word, that's when we build up a resistance. Because we also have to play our part. Of course, God does 50%. 
but we have to do the other 50% because it's not just like, God, I don't want to have sex. And then that girl comes and then I go to have sex with her. God is telling me you actually do want to have sex because you keep going. So you have to build up a resistance of a, to resist temptation. 50% God, 50% you. You try to also resist the temptation. You try to say no when she texts you. When someone walks by, you say, no, God, I don't want to sin. I don't want to look behind me. When these thoughts, when I'm in, when we're in the bathroom, we, we, we try to say, no, I'm not going to give in. I'm not, if anything, I won't even take my phone. So I won't want to look at these pornography videos or whatever it is that it is that I, that someone would do in the bathroom. And that's when the resistance comes. And then it says, when you build that resistance, the devil flees from you. So you don't have to run away from the devil. The devil himself will run away from you. The temptations will run away from you. The, the, the girl that is constantly telling you, calling you, saying, let's have sex, she will run away from you. So this is what I have to say about sex, pornography, and lust. That was, I felt like we were in a preaching. That was like really great, Kevin. And that was amazing. Like, yo, I know like this is not a part of the podcast, but what like always seeing kevin's instagram post would always make me and strive to follow christ like i just love his fire for christ like it's amazing just watching him just hear like hearing all these things like it's so insightful like yeah it really was this is my first time hearing it for the first time and i really like it really got me thinking a lot and i do appreciate because it kind of turned into a bible study a little bit the way we was reading the verses the way we were talking and, and engaging and I, you said a lot of things that just like really made me think about like how you said the mind. Our mind is our greatest um, asset, but it's also our greatest weapon and our greatest mindful. What we think about a lot of times, especially like you were saying for guys, but also females, we fall, we have a fall as that as well. When we see a certain guy, especially like when, oh, guys, guys, like how you said, you was like, oh, sometimes guys turn around to look at the girls. But us girls, when a guy takes our shirt off, our eyes also peak as well. So we're, that's how the same thing with how you said it falls for both genders. It falls for both parties. We are both are making mistakes as well. And that's why it's always important, like how you said, it's a build a relationship with God. It's not all about just saying, okay, I don't want to have sex with this girl, but yeah, you're still interacting with her. I don't want to have sex with this guy. I don't want to have no relationship with the guy. Yeah, you're still stalking his IG page. You're still looking at his, what he's posting on Instagram. So it's like, it's very important, like how to stay away from this. If we're coming closer to the thing that's hurting us and we keep on coming closer, we'll never get away from it. And especially like today where we see how much like social media can be just a temptation bill of like what um, a society is like and what they push against us. Like even now today, like if 10, 20 years ago, the the average female would be want to be skinny, like the Gigi Hadiz and the Bellas. Now everybody wants to be built like Kylie Jenner and um, oh, the whole, basically the whole Kim Kardashian family. They're all basically a whole beauty type. And it's just crazy to me and how like us, um, we, we yearn for that. We lust for that image as well, which is not healthy to say because God made us all in his image. And the image that we have is the image that he wanted to. God did not make us by accident is none of us he was like oh let me add a little um dark skin to mercy by accident no he didn't do that by accident there's a reason why everything it happens for a reason and i'm not a, also do you want to like make your point as well it's about like the whole sex of how it affects our gender. Um, yes i would like because i am an example of those lustful thoughts beforehand so i i completely agree with kevin i feel like it's definitely like a 50 50 like don't get it wrong god can like 
change you in 30 seconds, but you also have to put your part. You have to say, okay, I want to change. You have to say, I have to live for Christ. You have to say, you have to pick up your cross and you have to make the first steps to getting to know Jesus. But I feel like, you know, like I'm not going to lie. It's extremely hard even for myself, for us teens, because everything you see is through social media and everything you see is is through people. So it's like, even when you go outside or even when you're in social media, even when you, even when you're with certain people, it's like, you always see these lustful things or you see these things that leads back to sex, sex, but you always have to remind yourself who you are in Christ. And I feel like it's important to come to Christ because when I was doing my Bible study, I started reading Matthew and I like read Matthew before, but as once Kevin told me, no matter how many times you read the Bible, you will always learn something new. So everybody knows like Jesus is perfect. Like everybody knows that, but I never questioned why. I'm not saying question why God is perfect, but if you look back into Matthew um, um, chapter one, verse 24, it says when Joseph woke up, he didn't he did what the angel of the Lord, oh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to the son, to a son and gave him the name Jesus. So I feel like this is extremely important, especially when it comes to, oh, when you're having these lustful thoughts, why come to Jesus? This is a perfect example of why Jesus is perfect. Everybody says like, oh, we're born to sin in this world. But the only one that wasn't born into sin in this world was Jesus. Jesus, his mother was a virgin when she gave birth to Jesus. She did not have sex, not even throughout her pregnancy. And that shows that the marriage was consummated after Jesus' birth. Jesus was the only person that was never born into sin. So it's like when you're having these lustful thoughts and when you're having these like, oh, like I want to watch porn or I want to have sex always run to Jesus. He's the only answer. There's nobody on this planet that can say they were not born into sin because we all were. You understand what I'm trying to say? So I feel like that's why it's so imperfect. That's why it's so important for you to run to Jesus. Jesus is the only one that's perfect. So I feel like it's important for us as teens to always know that because it's what we're literally surrounded by. No matter if, for example, you only have an Instagram page of like people that people are Christian, no matter if you don't dress a certain way, no matter what you do, you always will be surrounded by people that don't believe what you believe or that people act differently. You have to help that self-control and you have to know, okay, I'm a Christ follower. I follow Christ. And you have to know that he is the only way for you to not have these impure thoughts or for you not to lust and et cetera. So I feel like that's important. It's like, you have to commit yourself to Christ absolutely like temptation is real temptation is a real thing especially like when you surround that's why it's important that the people you surround yourself with is very important like I always believe that yes in life we're not all gonna have uh, it'd be wonderful to have an all-christian friend group which I do have but I also have my friends who don't believe in God and I always like to hear the perspective on every single thing we have conversations like this all the time about you know sex like every everything that you we would I will talk about my podcast. I'll always talk about with them first because I like to hear their perspective, especially the all their different belief systems. And it, it and um it has me think about like how it's always important to surround yourself with people who will not like hurt your journey with Christ. And if you're surrounded with around with people who are hurting your journey with Christ, it's best to just part your ways because at the end of the day, eternity is a long time. Like when you really think about it, eternity is a long time. It is forever in a sense. And what we do on this on this earth and this world determine what will happen to us in eternal life. There's an up and there's a down. 
what and we all should strive each and every day to go to heaven nobody should be like i want to go to hell hell is not sunshine and rainbow it's not what um social media tells you it's not Lil nas x video it is in fact a place where it's torment and us burning in fire for the rest of our lives so but we shouldn't yearn for that we should strive to go to heaven and to live with our father because that is our ultimate that's our he made that for us it heaven was not built for humans like i don't know if people understand it was not built for humans it was before all the people who all all of um saints devils and all his demons it was built for them not for humans god doesn't send us to hell we do so it's important that we surround ourselves with people who are want to go to heaven who yearn for that um, place and if they don't you should always try to spread the gospel each and every day i have a friend melanie i always talk to her like i always have this conversation about her she doesn't she does, she's not doesn't believe in god and i always try to have this conversation where she said oh i love how no matter what you're always transparent with me you always tell me like how it is because at certain times me there's times where i don't feel like reading my bible or i just don't read my bible at all till this day and i and i and i posted something about that on my ig because i was like we oftentimes we see even like Christian YouTubers who try to post these perfect lives and this perfect aesthetic and how their backgrounds all about. I'm like, show people the real you. Show people when you fall. Show people about all those times where it's hard. When you don't gotta tell people everything, of course, but when you have this facade that, then that's why I feel like people think Christians always believe we're so perfect because you always post nothing but the perfect. Why don't we post about when we feel insecure? Why don't we post about when we fall into temptation, when we commit acts of sins? I feel like if we do that more, it will bring more people closer to God because it shows that through our imperfections, Jesus Christ still accepted us. He died on a cross to, for us and for all those things. And another, um, thing I want to get into like really talk about porn because I feel like a lot of people are affected by it and porn is like very dangerous I like it is very dangerous because it's a rabbit hole once you get into it it's very hard to get out because a lot of people when I hear them they're exposed to porn at a very young age like I'm talking about like 10 11 and then once they see it sometimes it'd be accident they search up something and then boom they end up on um Pornhub or something and then they get and as a young age like especially you're when we're young we're all curious like it's, it happens you're all curious our parents is not gonna it's not a conversation I would have with my mom like how we're having now and it's like we're all curious and we'd be like okay let me see what this is and then you end up going into it so I Kevin I'll start with you about like how people should like look at porn as and why it is so dangerous well pornography is super 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 dangerous because like like i just read that jesus set the bar high of of god's standards where it's not just having sex it's also thinking about sex it's also thinking about like you with another woman when you're watching pornography you're also basically in a way you, you're desiring sex so because you desired sex, you've already committed adultery in your heart and fornication as well because you're watching something that you desire. And as it says, the thoughts that come from the inside is what defies a man. And if those thoughts of constant sex, of constant immoral sexual behaviors is in your mind all the time, then that's all it is that you're going to be thinking about, sex, sex, sex. Like you're gonna walk around, those sexual thoughts are gonna be in your head. And that's how it starts. That's how the enemy starts. This is why it's super, super dangerous. This is why pornography is super, super dangerous. It starts off with pornography. After pornography, the enemy starts to build up and build up and build up. After pornography, he wants to do something such as make you wanna look at women or look at a man. After you start looking and looking and looking, 
he makes you want to touch the, another person. And then that's how the enemy works little by little. He comes from the mind. He puts things in your mind and then it makes you want to do things. That's when, like, for example, if I want to watch pornography, after a while it's going to change into I actually want to do it. I just don't want to watch it. That's how curiosity starts. So pornography is super, super dangerous. Nada. Um, I, you know, a part of it being dangerous, what it does is that it creates these lustful thoughts, like Kevin was saying. But what it does is that it crushes your view of pureness. And what I mean by that, it crushes your innocence. Because now you start looking and fantasizing about teachers, about somebody in your classroom, about somebody you work with, about your boss. It is, I just feel like what it does, and I'm not going to lie, I'm speaking from personal experience because we're going to be transparent here. It's something, yes, I, I struggle with sexual sin. Yes, I definitely do. What it does is that it makes in your head, you don't think how you're supposed to think. You don't think Christ-like. You start to create these thoughts and it crushes the innocence of your mind. It crushes on how you see different people now when a person is talking to you and like you're having like a normal conversation in your head you're thinking about a b and c and that crushes everything so it's like now like kevin was saying you just start thinking about sex 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 and you just like start thinking about okay like i want to do this and this and this so it's like in a way it destroys you but it kills you because it crushes your soul it takes away everything and I, honestly i'm glad to say that i'm like i came to god about it because it is bad, like it is bad, but it hasn't gotten as bad to where people devote to life to sex. They devote what they are to sex. So not only are they devoting their life to sex, but they're not following God's path for them. And when you're devoting your life to sex, it's like basically you don't know who you are anymore. Like you don't know, you don't know what you look like. Sometimes it can even damage your 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 job. It cannot make you not focus in school. It's just a whole bunch of things where. People don't know what it really does to you in your head. And a part of that, something else that I was going to say about sex is that, that Kevin brought up, is that you people don't know what fornication really is. Like, yes, we know you're not supposed to have sex outside of marriage, but what so guys, unfortunately, Kevin had to um, leave, but we're me and Nara are still going to continue this conversation. But before Nara continues, I just wanted to like point out a bunch of things that about like how she said about the way um the way we think and how porn can really affect your mind and why porn is so dangerous because porn creates these ideas and fantasies of what sex actually look like you know you always heard a porn thing of when oh um did, hold on i can't even speak my my neighbor the, the girl next door those type of porn or the cop who enters or the cop who um knocks on the car door or also the cable man we all heard these fantasies and then it also creates this lustful thinking about all these type of things I'm not said where you having a regular regular conversation with your friends, but in your mind is all these lustful things. And I think it's important that like when you face these things, because I have faced it, not as she has faced it, you you come to God with prayer, like prayer, prayer, prayer works. Like I'm not even joking. Like that's when you really have to pray to God 
about removing those thoughts because you have to pray and get into your word because that is the only way that will defeat the enemy because the enemy just the enemy wants you to fail so badly because he knows that when you fail so badly you feel like you're not enough to run to god he wants you to bring that to that point where you're no longer feel like you deserve your salvation or your salvation is lost that's where he wants to bring bring you to but i want to inform you that your salvation can never be lost once you're saved you're safe jesus christ on a jesus christ died died on the cross to save us and once you accepted him you are saved so no matter how long the devil or the enemy tries to push you down just know that you are not lost god is still wants you to come to him and prayer and petition works so not a continue sorry for cutting you off no it's okay and yeah definitely that um what i was turning messy is that what porn does and people don't realize it is that not only does porn destroy but it kills like in a way i think of it kind of like as the devil it kills and destroys like you know what it does it just kills your innocence it kills your pure mind and what you have but what i was talking about was that a part of pornography what pornography is sex in a video but what people need to understand is that we all know fornication is bad, but people don't know why fornication is bad. People don't know why God said, don't have sex outside of marriage. And it's like, the reason why God said, don't have sex outside of marriage is because once you have sex with that one person, you're connected emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. So ties, these- that's what we call it. So ties. So ties. Soul ties trust and believe me soul ties are a real thing once you do something with that person that is not the person that god intended for you to marry and it's outside of the covenant of marriage you are connected with that person and once you break apart with that person once you break up with that person once you're no longer with that person you take a piece of them and they take a piece of you and i feel like somebody that explained this in a, in a great way is mike todd but even if we look at the word like as kevin was saying one corinthians six Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. When you commit fornication, you're sinning against your own body. And you're literally committing yourself and saying, I do, to someone you're not married to. It could be three years from now. And if you haven't renounced that soul tie, and if you haven't broken off that soul tie, with, uh, through prayer and through God, that person is still connected to you and all the negative comes to you. So I feel like that's why it's so important why God said, have marriage in the covenant of sex. And especially another thing is another reason why he said that is because the weight is worth it. Once you have sex and the covenant of marriage, obviously I can't talk from experience, but I've heard from other people <laughs> that sex it is worth it. And you can even think about it because imagine two people coming into Christ and having sex the way that God intended. I could just imagine the pureness and the peace and the joy you feel and not having to feel guilty after doing something that God created, you know? It's like you, it's like some people do it and they'd be like, oh, I feel guilty because I know I just went against God. Duh. Like, you know, you just went against God. I know that the devil wants to make you feel guilty, but another way that God comes, makes you want to come to him is through conviction. So it's like, just do it God's way. God's way is always better. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. I think that just waiting is just 
it is just so much better. Obviously, we can't speak from it from experience. Yeah, obviously, but I feel like when I'm waiting, like when I tell people, like people tell me, "Oh, mercy is not a big deal. Sex is a big deal. Sex is important." Yes. Don't don't listen to what the society or this world tells you. But like, oh, hookup culture. You see in the movies where oh, she meets the guy for dreams and then they have sex. If they're not married, that's fornication. Yep. point blank period and we see it a lot in rom-coms and all that and all we could fall victim to that to all the bars i love kissing booth all these movies they show you know they show that fantasy of where oh she got she got the jock yeah they have a sex the end and people want that but it's not it doesn't show it's not pure love it's not and i don't also i don't want people to think that like oh christians we think that sex is bad sex is not bad it's part of is the gift that god gave to us we just believe that sex is meant for us to be as a couple when we're married, not even as an engaged couple. As soon as we say, I do, then you could start doing the whole sex and all that type of stuff. But until then, um, we do not believe it's meant for that. We believe that it's supposed to be saved and pureness is important. And our purity as a female and your purity as a male as well is definitely important because I feel like a lot of times the burden is on a female to stay pure, but also the man has to stay pure as well. Like a lot of, and a lot of these males don't want to have these conversations. I wish Kevin was here to stay here to talk about the male perspective, but like yeah. a lot of times, a lot of males would be like, oh, well, she's, she had sex, so she's a no-go. What about you? You have yeah. premarital sex as well. We can have the same assumption. Like not only do we need to stay pure for you, but you need to stay pure for us. Like that's the whole reason why I'm thinking about that. Like I'm saving my, I'm saving myself because God told me that the right man will come into my life that would I will have my sex with when I'm married to him, not before when we engage. No, when when we married, and I think that's very important. Like. I don't like I talked about this a lot with my friends because we have very different perspectives about marriage and there's people who don't care about marriage anymore who don't feel like marriage is important that's a whole other topic about marriage and I will talk about that with like a married person but until then like I we we I do believe like I still got those I still got also feelings I still believe that marriage is important you know having feel the same way yeah like you know having kids raised up in a household where they're Whereas the mother and the father and how we're like, we're not divorced because I don't believe in divorce either, unless it's like extreme circumstances, but I really don't believe that, especially when I'm married to like, we made a vow to God to death, do us part, literally to death, do Do us part. So, and if you did not dead, why are we partying? You know what I mean? So it's just, that's how I feel like it. And also, um, just to like, I'm about to wrap up this episode. I just, now I want to hear your final thoughts about like, what you should, what a person should do if they fall in, um, like victim to sex, porn, and lust. And at the end of the day, like what just your whole final advice and thoughts on this whole entire topic. My final advice and thoughts on this topic as someone who struggles with it is always run to the Lord, you know? And I, I think that's the best advice I could give you because there's nothing I could say. I can like tell you my testimony, but there's nothing like I could do, say, or share with you that's going to be enough. It would never, what I have to say would never be enough because I'm not enough without Christ myself, you know? So I just feel like to a person that's struggling with it, I hear you. And if you have any questions, come to me, but always come to the Lord because I, you know, this is personal, but I'm going to say it because you have to be transparent. Me and um me and Mercy were supposed to film this episode, I believe last week, right? Yeah. But I fell into the temptation and I watched porn. And that's a struggle for me. And it's something I'm trying to flee away 
from coming into Christ. And we were talking in the group chat and I've always admired Kevin. I just love his fire for Christ. And he told me exactly what I needed to hear. He was like, run to God. And I don't know if he knew or if he didn't knew. I didn't say nothing, but he told me run to God. And I feel like that's what I should tell y'all, run to God. Because he didn't know what happened, but God knew. And I felt ashamed and I felt guilty and I felt terrible. And I was like, no, like, I don't even want to make the episode because I'm going to feel like a hypocrite. But it's like, we are going to fall short of the glory of God. None of us are Christ. So always run to Christ, the one that is perfect, the one that gave his life up for all of us. Always run to him. He's the one that's going to make you pure. 100%. And you know, don't feel like you're by yourself in this. We like how I love Nada for like being transparent, being honest, because a lot of people won't have the guts or the bravery to talk about their personal experiences, their personal sin, which you just did. And same as me, I always tell you, I fall short every single day. And there's times where I have these lustful thoughts, thoughts that I know I shouldn't be having, thoughts that I engage in because I'm interacting with people I shouldn't be interacting with or continuing things that I know should stay away from. So you just need to put yourself, you need to realize that, hey, what I'm doing is wrong. What I'm thinking is wrong because it's not all about what you're doing. Sometimes our mind, we do not realize how much our mind is affecting what we do because it starts with your mind. Then it starts with your mind leads to your actions. So yeah. what you think about will automatically cause you to do what you want to, what you're thinking about. So just make sure that what you're feeding your mind is very important. What you're surrounding your mind with, whether what you're listening to music, whether it's what you're reading, because yes, I know y'all yeah, be reading those what pad fiction, fan fictions, and those can get caused lustful thoughts because you yearn for that. And also watching movies too, all these movies too that have, I mean, I've seen this thing on Netflix, like there's basically a whole I think it's like sex. It's called like sex something like that. And it's basically a movie about what we're talking about, sex, lust and all that and how it's just being promoted. And it's just like, wow. And it's like, I'm just saying like the media has an agenda. The world has an agenda. Don't fall into the world's agenda. Fall into God's agenda, which is ultimately living your life for him and serving him so that we can all make it to heaven. So I appreciate Nada and Kevin for joining. I know Kevin's not here right now, but I'm so glad that he came on and he spread his sprinkle of wisdom before he left because that was beautifully said. Um, I want to make sure you, you guys off. Um, all this stuff is going to be description. I'm going to ask Kevin if he wants it in the description, but not a stuff is in the description. Make sure you guys go follow her. Yeah, tune in and all that type of stuff. Don't forget to follow the podcast as well. Follow the YouTube channel, subscribe, do all that because we're going up. That's the only way to go up. And I'm um, appreciating Nada. Thank you again for coming on and introducing me to Kevin and bringing him onto the podcast. And make sure you guys stay safe, stay blessed. And I'll see you all next time on Let's Get Into It. Toodaloo. Okay, let me stop the recording. I'm a blossom. I don't need a bottom line to my robin. I'm official on a dotty. You can hit a room, room in my robin. I'm not sorry. No, I'm not sorry. It's official. I'm a problem. I don't mean it this far. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm a problem, I don't mean it this far I'm not sorry